Blog Talk Radio. Yes, this is Delon White, R&B soul singer of Ambient Records, and you are listening to Bianca Fly on her beautiful Butterfly Radio Show, part of the Vibration Radio Network, where she gives interviews, information, and covers all types of topics. Welcome, everyone, to the Beautiful Butterfly Show. I'm your host, Bianca Fly. want to say happy Wednesday to you guys out there. Hope that you're having a fantastic week. Hope that this week is getting off on a great and a positive note uh, for you guys. Uh, tonight, we are welcoming our special guest, parent, coach, and children's author, uh, Jamie Tavira, you guys. She is um, the founder of Joy Nation's Mom, and uh, she also is able to and provide some personal early years parenting and lifestyle coaching um, to awesome people. And so tonight she's going to come on and she's going to talk about uh, what made her jump into this realm, um, how her business and brand can be of service to you. And tonight we're also going to be talking about her book entitled Being Patient Can Be Fun. Um, and so a lot of times as parents, uh, whether you're a first-time parent, second, third, whatever, um, there comes those challenges that we face with our children. And so sometimes we don't always know which direction to take uh, when it pertains to our children. And so Jamie uh, is here to help us and uh, get things going. And so we are excited um, about having her on the show. And if you're out there, you maybe you got a question or a comment for her, feel free to call in. The number is 347-326-9139 is the number. Or feel free to hit me up on Facebook. At Bianca Fly via inbox. We definitely would love to hear from you. So we're not going to delay any longer. We're going to bring the special guest of the hour on here. Jamie, you there? I am here. Hi, Bianca. Hi, welcome. How are you doing? I'm doing great this evening. Thank you so much for having me. How are you? I am doing fantastic. If these allergies would let me be great uh, this week, oh. I would be doing even better. But no. <laughs> but I, I, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Can't complain. Uh, thank you so much for joining me this evening. Definitely appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like I said, definitely thank you for having me. Absolutely. So, Jamie, for the folks out there, tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Jamie Tavera? Who is Jamie Tavera? Well, I always start off by saying that I am a mom, I am a wife, I am a mom of two beautiful children, 13 and 9 years old, so I'm in that preteen years, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, that's what's going on right now, Um, and so that's very exciting, Um, it's it's really different um, during that age range dealing with that age versus when they were little, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, so always (laughs) always them being their own, you know, an individual. But now it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is different. You have a whole mm-hmm. way of thinking. So that's exciting. 
Um, I've been married for 15 years. We just made 15 years in August, so that's exciting. Wonderful. And Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, very excited about that. Um, and then I have been an educator for 15 years, so that goes hand in hand. And been excited about that, um, been able to um, work with a, a variety of different clients and um, just work with a, a plethora of different people and just been really excited to do that. And then um, we have Joy Nation Moms where I provide tips and tricks and, and just a whole bunch of information for my um, my moms. And now, oh, before we even get away from that, I'm a new uh, self-published children's book author. Yes, absolutely yes, fantastic. Yes. And so for yeah. you, um, you know, in your realm of, of being a mom, being a wife, being an educator, uh, did you have any idea uh, that that your life would turn um, in the direction that it has now to where now you have did this self-published book, and so now you're able to um, help parents and provide insight for them? No, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> very clear answer, very quick answer. No, I did. I had no idea. Um, I started out with an idea from young, always thinking something about psychology. I think mm-hmm. I wanted to jump into that, but just the way life happened, I fell into education, and right. um, my background, you know, with my bachelor's, I have a psychology background with my bachelor's, and it just ended up being a beautiful combination. And mm-hmm. so being in the realm, being able to work with children with special needs, being able to help parents, it was just really, really exciting. Yeah. And so as time went on, I'm like, wow, a lot of the, the things that I'm learning everyone should know like if everyone right. had these tips and tricks and stuff like that it would make life so much easier Absolutely. and so I kind of just wanted to be like you know what if you have that mom if there's a mom out there who's just like you know what I just need a little just a little tweak or dad mm-hmm. who's like I just have this question you know I kind of got it figured out but I just you know want those extra eyes or ears um how can I go about getting that? Then, you know, I, I would be the one to be able to say yeah. that. <laughs> Absolutely. So because it, especially... it really was. Uh-huh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, I really wasn't um, planning on going in that direction, but life just happened. Absolutely. And and what I was going to say is that, you know, for parenting, parenting can be scary, you know, because yeah. uh, we're not equipped. We, you know, we don't get a, a big old handbook on the first day that we have that first mm-hmm. child. And so we're kind of trying to feel our way. And I and I believe even myself, <coughs> excuse me, being a mom, um, I have a four-year-old. And so this Ooh. is a very interesting time. Uh, and you know, Yeah. And so even in the, in the process, I always say that parenting for me was a, is a struggle and it's a combination because you want mm-hmm. to set your own identity, I guess, so to speak as a parent, yes. but you also yes. have a way of digging back into how you were taught by your parents mm-hmm. and that could be mm-hmm. good and that can be bad, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because sometimes those techniques are always the best and we have a way of on to our kids. And so, uh, what have you found to be, um, you know, some of that, that struggle with parents in, I guess, creating their own identity as a, as a parent? You know, 
a lot of my parents still the blessing it's always a blessing when you have your 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 village right and you have people who support you and who are willing to help you but sometimes it could be too much help right mm-hmm. in the sense where yeah. now it's it's really well you think you know what you're doing but you don't because i have mm-hmm. more years than you and i have more experience so you need to do it the way i want you to do it and when you're like you said, remembering some of the things that you grew up with and wanting to change those things, you understand, okay, some of those things worked, some of them th- those things didn't, and this is really how I want I want to start fresh. I want to start new. And so right. your village may not want to hear that. And so the question right. then becomes, how do you get your point across to your village and saying, mm-hmm. look, this is, this is important to me. And this is something that I need to do for my, you know, for my child. This is something that I'm going in. And, you know, like you said, we all make mistakes. And so a lot of times it's, um, I find when my parents aren't clear, kind of like they're half-stepping and it's like, oh, you know, with the, you know, the wavering Mm -hmm. type of voice and they're not strong in their conviction and saying, no, this is, this is what we're doing. Right. Um, Then that's where there is some issue with how, they're going to take the information that you're giving them or the rules mm-hmm. that you're setting down. And then right. the other thing, though, is, too, if in those situations that you do have your village who is helping you, was that a sneeze? <laughs> if it was, <laughs> bless you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, if you do have your, um, your village that is taking care of you and helping you, the issue then becomes, how do you take what, what they're saying and what you're trying to do and blend it so that you're both being heard, right? Right. So it, it right. doesn't feel as though it's your way or the highway. Well, it can't be your way or the highway if they're helping to support you. You understand? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. really trying to have that. And, and so a lot of that comes down to just having the open conversation and being consistent and, and letting them know – what we've discussed, this is the takeaway. This is how we're doing it, you know, right. so that they're aware this is how they should go forward. And, and, and you're serious. So um, that's something that I've, I've learned and have been able to really, you know, uh, a piece that I've been able to give up back to my parents. Absolutely. Jamie, do you feel that prior to when we're, I mean, even before the children get here and we're in um, and we're married, um, should there be a conversation? Because I remember um, even back when I was doing marital um, pre premarital counseling um, before mm-hmm. oh. uh, marriage, and there was a discussion in our we did a low workbook, and there was a, a section in there on parenting and mm-hmm. how you know you you talk about your parenting styles. Or what would your parenting styles be like? What would they resemble mm-hmm. like? You know, and so they mm-hmm. gave us different little scenarios. Do you think that there should be a conversation prior to the babies on, you know, just how each other were brought up? Because it could be where once the child gets here, there's some techniques that your husband may see considered as, as discipline. And then there are some techniques that you may see um, on, on that realm, but they don't necessarily see eye to eye. Uh, so, so should there be a conversation before the kids? Definitely. But I also feel like it should always be an ongoing process. 
Yeah. So yeah. because as you once the even before the, the kids are here, before the kids are here, you have what you believe or how you think things will go, and then they mm-hmm. get here and it's like, oh, oh, we were totally wrong about that. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right, so you're, right, it's totally out the window, and then you're starting from square one because remember what you're thinking your child is going to be a certain way. And when they get here, they're different. Right. right. So now it's, it, it's, it's not only having to adapt to how you were raised and what you thought and, you know, whatever you went through as a child, bringing that to now having this new child there and having to adapt to the type of individual this particular baby is. Right. Because you right. may have a baby who you might be thinking, oh, yeah, things are going to be perfect. I'm going to take this baby every day, you know, to the park, and we're going to go here, and we're going to have there. And you might have a colicky baby. Or, you know, mm. uh, you might yourself be going through something. So, you know, whether it be depression or whatever, you yourself might be going through something. So mm-hmm. overall, it's constantly having that open discussion on, how things are just, I mean, it's, it's my kids are 13. We just had a conversation. My husband and I just had a conversation the other night, just the other night about how much he and I have grown as not only a couple, but at, but as parents and yeah. how thinking how, you know, myself growing up and being in a household where, you know, we talked a lot, but then we mm-hmm. yelled, but we talked, but we yelled, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, growing up and going to other people's homes and seeing things and saying, okay, well, I don't know if I want to do that, you know, when I grow up, you know? Mm -hmm. So now it's as an adult having those conversations with my husband and saying, wow, we like the direction that we're going in and there's still a lot of work to do, but it, and that's just because every day is a new situation with a new struggle. And it's like, well, how do you handle it now? But it right. all boils down to that open conversation. So if you guys Absolutely. are on the same, the same wavelength or the same same page in the sense of okay, well, overall, when it comes to a, a specific situation, this is how we're going to handle it. Then everybody knows how it's going to be handled. I mean, I did a post one day on um, United We Stand, divided um, the children will take over. You know, so wow. if you're not united and you're not on the same page, then the kids are going to come in and be like, no, well, Very if y'all true. don't know what you're doing, we know what we're doing, right? So exactly. having that exactly. constant conversation and knowing how you want to handle things. So Absolutely. And, and for you, Jamie, going back to what you were saying about, you know, your childhood, you know, you communicated in your house, uh, but, you know, there was yelling, there was a tone, and, and we see that mm-hmm. in families, you know, where you, or somebody mm-hmm. may say, hey, go get the remote versus, hey, go get the remote, or, you know, just like, yeah. you know, this, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay, like a drill sergeant yeah. type of, you know, yeah, of, of allowed. mode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so how did you, how did you break away from that with your own kids, and, and you know, do you find yourself sometime, or at one point in time, of having those flashbacks of kind of sounding like your parents sounded in your household? I was, as I got older and you begin to interact with other people, because I, I was in a um, house. <laughs> but as I got older, um, I started okay. interacting with, you know, more people and going to mm-hmm. different friends' house, and I could see how different people interacted. And I grew mm-hmm. up in a very positive home. Um, that's the way, like I said, we communicated. And I learned that there were other ways of communicating. But as I became an educator and I started working with children to learn that there are different ways of communicating and getting your your point across so that they can Mm -hmm. be receptive to what it is that I needed to say 
to them so that they can mm-hmm. then understand it, comprehend it, and, and, and process it without Absolutely. shutting down. And Absolutely. so in order for me to do that, I had to be able to be fluent in different modes of communication. And so um, that's what really helped me from moving away from constantly yelling. And, and it's, it's, it's hard because you get frustrated and the first thing you do want to, like naturally, it's like I said, what did I just say to you? Like naturally. But even as an adult, whether you're a child or an adult, if someone comes to you, they could be telling you something so simple. But if mm-hmm. you're coming to that person on a level seven, how quickly are they going to be to, you know, to shut you out just because of right. the fact that you came to them on a level seven or a level eight right. or a level nine. So I had to learn and, and it, it did take a little while, but as I, like I said, as I grew in, as an educator, as I grew as, a, and I learned my skills and my techniques, I'm like, wow, this is effective. You don't want you know, to, to use yelling or any other punitive measure as the first line of defense. You don't want that. Right. You want right. to use as many positive things as possible because that's how you get to be able to, you know, people to be open to you and on top of that, maintain positive behaviors. That's what you want. Okay. So um, that, that's what I learned. Uh, do you feel that being an educator actually helped you um with your own kids, because sometimes when you're, you're in a, a classroom room and you're around kids all the time, uh, yeah. I, I think sometimes it can make you have a different appreciation for your mm-hmm. kids, depending on what you're <laughs> what you're being exposed to in your classroom. Mm-hmm. And so, did you find that being an educator actually helped uh, your your parenting roles and skills as well? Speaking to someone about this the other day. Um, it goes back to it piggybacks on me, and it just like with the book, it allows me to be more patient mm-hmm. because my patience level grew. Because for your own child, it's, you would think that you would have more patience, but sometimes you just don't. And right. for me, I would realize with the types of behaviors that I encountered, the types of things that I would see and would have to change, behavior changes that I would have to, um, you know, deal with and modify so it's in a more appropriate behavior, whether it be, you know, stomping or throwing things or breaking toys or, you know, the, the constant yelling or the screaming or um, whatever the behavior may be, uh, biting behavior, whatever it is. If I can deal with that um, and work through that patiently, I can do it, you know, the same thing, the same patience level with my child. So what I started to look at and how I look at um, things in general is I try to not look at it as the child, but I just try to look at the behavior. That makes sense. What's the mm-hmm, behavior? Absolutely. Because when we're looking at tantrums, and I've, I've been – you can have a tantrum at any age, at any age. You've, you've been somewhere and seen a grown person just screaming their head off. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. wow, they're having a moment. And they, they could be 40, 50. And you're like, okay, okay, all right. This is what we're doing right now, right? Um, <laughs> but that could be the same behavior if you just take away the age that a two-year-old would be doing, right? Right. So it's really, for me, I just look at the whole behavior and, 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 and looking at that and seeing how can I change it. So it allows me also to be more um, – objective 
mm-hmm. of what was exactly going on when it came to dealing with my children versus just automatically being like, well, you did this. It's like, okay, well, talk to me. What happened first? What happened? Okay, all right, so let's talk about this. How can we work this through? Okay, is this what you need? I just had a situation the other day with my son. It was the funniest thing. Um, he, uh, he, he's older now, so he's able to go to school by himself. And the school is right down the block. And so the, the, what we put in place was, okay, when you get to school, you need to text mommy. You need to text mommy. And he's like, okay, mommy. And I'm like, when you get home, maybe abuela, grandma will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, if she's not there, then I'll be there. But somebody will be there. But if I'm not in the house, I need for you to text me. And he's like, okay, okay, mommy. So he goes to school, doesn't call. And I'm like, huh? But when he gets home, he's calling. I'm like, wait a minute. Something, there's some disconnect. Yeah, right, you're right. <laughs> because you got, you got the message. What's going on? So what I, I, I had another conversation with him, and I'm like, babes, what's going on? When you go to school, you're not calling me but, or texting me, but when you get home, you are. So um, he's like, no, 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 Mommy, I know I need to do it. So I'm like, okay. Next day, same thing happens. So I'm like, no. There's, there's a true disconnect here. So instead of me going to mommy, you know, mommy, you know, raw Soros mode, mm-hmm. I'm like, Let, let's talk about this. So I'm like, this is really important. This is what I need you to do. And he's like, you know what, mommy? What happens is when I go to school, um, when I go into the school, I see my class and I run to my class. And I'm like, oh, okay, wait. So let's back up. So when you go to your school, you don't stop in the lobby and text me. You go into the area where you see the kids, and then you want to call me. He's like, yeah. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Mommy means when you get to school, meaning in the lobby, then you have to text me. And he's like, oh, okay. From that point on, every morning, he texts me. But it was a laughing point, but, uh, you know, a reflective point, because if I would have just started to penalize, I would have penalized him for something that was just a miscommunication. Absolutely. 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 Definitely. And, and I wanted to ask you because we have a, um, some, <coughs> excuse me, some questions coming from um, Facebook. Um, this one comes from Cynthia uh, from Alabama. She says, is there a such thing as being too nice of a parent? She says, sometimes people feel that I am too nice to my child. Is there a such thing as being too nice and being too lenient? Hi, Cynthia. <laughs> I don't think there's a such thing as being too nice. Um, I don't know what they're referencing. Are they, maybe they're referencing in the fact that um, maybe when they say too nice, it might be in the respect of um, discipline, right? Like you could, I mean, there's nothing wrong. I mean, as a person, you want to be nice. And by right. you being nice, that's an awesome thing because you're modeling that behavior for your child, right? So now when they're interacting with people, people are going to walk around and saying, wow, Cynthia, your baby is so nice. They are a perfect reflection of you. So if that's the, the environment, is that, if that's the, you know, what she wants, to have for her child, then that's amazing. We want more right. nice individuals in, in this world. Um, right. If it's coming from discipline, then discipline is a different um, story. And if it all goes back to how does she feel, how does she feel about the way she's interacting with her child? 
if she is okay with it, Cynthia, if you are okay with it, then it is what it is. I also think when it when people say that um, when, when when kids do things, um, some people expect you to react in a certain way because that's what they're mm-hmm. accustomed to. Accustomed to. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah. And so when you respond in a different way, sometimes it does make people's head kind of spin around, like, oh my, oh, you're not, you know, uh, because people have this expectation of, okay, if your kid does X Y Z, this is what your response should be. And for a lot of, Mm -hmm. should have been, yeah. And so for a lot of people, they have to understand, you know, and kind of deprogram themselves um, from from thinking uh, different ways or or even ways that they were brought up. Yeah, what it boils down to it is, um, and I'm in total agreement with what you're saying, it it really is Mm -hmm. about people wanting to control the situation and control another person. And the only person you can actually control is yourself. So even you might say, that's my child. I, I, he does or she says or does what I, you know, tell them to do. They're still an individual. They will still make their own decisions. And the only other way, if they're being um, resistant to what you're saying, is to become more punitive. And that's not what we want. We want to set up an environment where we're able to get them to we're able to have them do something because they willingly want to do it. And so a lot of that is setting up situations or setting up um, um, ways for them to be able to do that and in a positive way. You, you, I mean, you, it's, it's a difference for you wanting to get up in the morning and, and go to work versus someone being on your back and saying, no, you have to get up and go to work, right? Mm-hmm. You want it to come from yourself. And a lot of that has to do with the way things are set up. Um, I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, what I want to do is I want to take a little break um, and then we're going to come back and we're going to delve into uh, Jamie's book, you guys. Uh, So keep the questions coming. Uh, We would definitely love to answer those live here on the air this evening, you guys. And so we're going to take a little break, uh, but we're going to come back with more Jamie Tavira, you guys, right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Hey y'all, it's Coach Michelle Jackson. And when I'm not busy coaching, motivating, or writing, I listen to Bianca Fly on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. Bianca Fly takes me high on the Beautiful Butterfly Show. And welcome back, everyone. And tonight we are on with author um, and parent coach uh, Jamie Tavera, you guys. And so tonight uh, we have been talking about um, uh, the parenting journey, and we are going to delve into uh, Jamie's book entitled Being Patient Can Be Fun. So, Jamie, tell us what motivated this book. What was it that you said, you know what, it's time to write a book and it's time to share some things with folks. (laughs) <laughs> well, honestly, um, I I did a vision board, and uh, in my vision board, I decided uh, I saw uh, someone. It was a picture of someone with books, like they were mm-hmm. doing workshops and things like that. And then um, one of the other pictures had a, a whole big thing of books, and mm-hmm. that they had published. And I said, "Huh, I think I want to write a book." And I just put that intention out there. 
And but I didn't really know where it was going to come from, what 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 it would be, if it was a children's book, adult book, or whatever. And maybe about a year later, I was just sitting, which was sometime last year. I was just sitting on my bed, and the idea just came to me. Like literally, I was sitting on my bed. <laughs> wow. And the idea came to me, and I said, "Huh, this sounds like it makes sense." And so I just started. It's a very simple, it's a children's interactive book. As you mentioned, the title is "Being Patient um, Can Be Fun." And I was just sitting there, and I just started writing. And as after I finished writing, I called my kids in, and I, I said, look, I just wrote something. Can you listen to it? And I said, how does it sound? And they said, sounds good, Mom. And I said, okay, well, then it is what it is. I trust their opinion. Right. <laughs> I said, okay, yeah, then we're going to make this happen. And, and that was it. It was just like one of those moments. It just it just came. So very I was very excited and just went with the, my emotions. Wow. And so with this book, it, it gives people strategies and techniques um, and how yes. to incorporate, you know, their imagine, uh, uh, imagination with their children. Um, and, yes. and because I feel like sometimes, you know, as adults, we lose that imagination factor. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we, we lose that um, a, along the way. And um, I'm telling you, having kids will bring out <laughs> your yes. imagination uh, in ways you made it and it realized before, and so, um, what what do you found to be the importance of um, incorporating that imagination when it comes to uh, interacting with our children? Uh, the importance. Well, it, it's important overall. It's important overall when it comes to being patient. As you said, as an adult whether you're, you're an adult or your child, being patient can be hard, right? So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. instead of blowing your top and, and losing it, and like we talked about having those, tan- those tantrums, it's really about being able to, for an adult and as well as a child, being able to use coping skills, right, to get through that Absolutely. uncomfortable situation. And so as an adult, you may have learned specific techniques that will allow you to become patient or to be patient during that time frame, but a child right. doesn't have that. So the goal is to start modeling and showing them things that they can do during that time frame that will allow them to continue to be patient. And so the only way to do that is to, you know, have fun with it. I won't say the only way, but the best way. (laughs) It's to start, you know, uh, really showing them that, yeah, it could be fun. It was just so funny. I was on Facebook the other day, and it was so genius. I was looking at this – I, I, I can say how many people really – there are some people out there who really enjoy doing laundry. I am not right. one of them. But <laughs> there are people out there who really, really enjoy it. My aunt was one, you know, God rest her, you know, bless her soul, um, but she loved it. But I'm watching on Facebook, and there was this, um, uh, like, mini uh, video on these women who have this um, laundromat. They came up with this idea, two sisters. They came up with the idea of having a laundromat. And while you do your laundry, you're able to do yoga. I'm like, oh, my gosh, that is so creative. Being patient can be fun, right? So for the person who would hate doing laundry, that would be like the perfect way to combine something I hate to do with something that would be so refreshing, right, would would be so thrilling to do. And so by putting your imagination to the test, there's so many different things you can come up with. And then and when you're doing that, that actually extends it naturally. It, it extends your patience naturally because now you're doing something that you really want to do. Those days you have to go to DMV. 
the days that you're you're in the car and you're waiting in traffic and you're like, or you're on the bus and you're like, oh, this is ridiculous, or you're on the train and you get stuck in the tr- the tunnel. Instead of sitting there and and being upset, it's like, okay, maybe I should just uh, switch switch off, you know, my anger for a second, and maybe I can right. be productive, or maybe I can think of something, you know, fun to do to take my mind off of it. And and so Absolutely. by us practicing that, we can then share that with our with our kids, and then they can do that naturally versus us having to prompt them or coach them through it. Absolutely. Um, another question comes from Destiny from um, Toledo, Ohio. Uh, she says, "How can I get the rest of my family to get on board when it comes to um, my parenting ways?" and my disciplining ways uh, for my children. She says, our biggest issues is when our kids go to our in-laws. There seems to be no structure uh, whatsoever when they go to my in-laws. And so when they come back home, it seems as as we're starting all over again. Um, How can we get everybody on the same accord? Oh, wow. Um, It's Tiffany, you said? Destiny. Sorry, I apologize. This uh, Destiny. Hi, Destiny. Yeah, um, like we were uh, mentioning before, um, it, it that's going back to having your village. And so sometimes it's really hard when you have your village and you're really, really depending on them or um, they're there to help support and there is a difference of views on how uh, you want your children to be raised or you have certain um, situations that, you want um, them to really handle a certain way, and they don't. And so a a lot of times, like we talked about, it comes back having the full open conversation of what it is or what your expectations are or the things that you feel um, should happen. And But the other thing is also understanding where they're coming from. And then what it boils down to is trying your best to get to some middle ground. So there has to be some type of give and take because they're not going to do everything you expect for them to do. And so it's like out of everything that's going on, on a scale of 1 to 10, how serious are certain things and what are, just, what are, what are, what are non-negotiables? Right, really? right. Right. And then once you're able to come to that, then that's like a level where you can speak to them on because they're not going to change overnight at all. And so right. it's looking at it as, okay, well, you know what? I really don't want them eating uh, candy all the time. Okay, so maybe they won't eat candy. Um, you know, they're over there, they're eating a lot of candy. Okay, well, when they come back, maybe I'll just give them a detox. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Just, you know, stuff them with a whole bunch of vegetables because, you know, when you go over there, when they go over there, that's what's going to happen. So right. um, so maybe that might not be the biggest thing on, on your list, but you know that when they go over there, there's just something that you would really prefer that they don't do. So then instead of tackling everything, maybe you just tackle one thing and just say, okay, is this something that we can speak about? And see, instead of, um, because not a lot of times they want to come all the way over to your side, but if there's right. a middle ground that can be held, then, then that helps. And so both Absolutely. parties can walk away feeling heard. Absolutely. And when it comes to just parents in general, um, quite naturally, the husband and wife are going to have different ways that they parent, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, So a lot of times, uh, you you know, you may have something um, take place and 
the dad makes a decision and, and the mom may not think, oh, maybe I don't know if that was too uh, a great decision. How should, um, you know, couples support each other when one of the parents makes a decision on something? Should we say, no, 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 they shouldn't do that? Um, you know, or do we back that parent up? What what should be, you know, the, I guess, the, the proper way to handle um you know, when, when a parent has decided to make a decision when it comes to that particular child? Um, I think sometimes what it really is um, getting, it's always about communication and mm-hmm. letting them know what it is that you would like mm-hmm. and understanding that they have a viewpoint too. Right, because right. sometimes we'll just be like, "Oh no, this is the way I want it. It has to mm-hmm. go that way." Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so, being flexible is important. Coming together and having that um, conversation, and then making sure that, especially if the kids are older, those conversations aren't really having it um, happening in front of them. But you're able to take it away um, from the kids and speak about the situation away from them. Um, so that you're having, you're able to have an open communication without the kids around about it. Right, um, right. Because you don't want the kids, you know, to get upset about that either. But, um, you know, re- really having that communication and saying, and, and then the other thing too is sometimes we'll go into the, oh, you always do that. And then we start mm-hmm. that, that will make the situation even more intense. So rather than talking right. about you and what you're doing, talking about the behavior. Look, when this was done, this is how I felt. Or when this right. was done, I, you know, talking more about this versus the other person. Um, put it, once you put that you in the situation, it just makes everything a whole lot messier. Um, but right. having, like we talked about earlier, having those conversations beforehand. A lot of times, you know, haircuts can be a major um, uh, you know, stress for people because it's like, oh, you went and you got a haircut. You gave the child a haircut without me. Or you pierced the earring without me, you know, or um, just different things like that. So it's, uh, or you took them someplace and you didn't tell me. So making sure those conversations are being held beforehand. So then there is that communication help. Absolutely. Jamie, what is it your hopes that, that people, when they go and they purchase uh, this book, what is it your hope that they, they take away from this book? My hope is really that, like, um, really being able to say, wow, there are other ways of looking at this situation. And I really mm-hmm. do have more tricks up my sleeve than I thought. <laughs> right. So being able, like you are, you have the power, you have the power and being able to say, okay, by using a few of these techniques, by using um, imagination, I can help my child to be, you know, able to cope and be able to be self-sufficient and um, be able to have less stress when they're in stressful situations because they've planned ahead, you know, they, right. they thought of other ways of um, looking at the situation Versus, oh, man, I'm on the phone and, you know, now, uh, you know, I, I have to stop to do this. Or mommy just needs 10 more minutes and, you know, you just can't sit and wait. Or daddy just needs for you to do this. And, you you know, but by planning ahead, by putting different things in place, 
then that would help reduce that stress. So for now, I'm like, I have this call. I'm home. I'm so <laughs> glad it's quiet. I'm like, oh, you know, there's so much street noise. Um, you, know, the, you know, the noise pollution. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I hope it doesn't happen. But prior, like, I set the scene. I set the scene, which is one of, you know, the, the tips that I have in there. I told my kids, look, mommy's going to be on a call for about an hour. And, of course, they're older, but still. We, we know at any age you can have that mommy moment where they're, you know, looking for you. And I said, look, from, from this time to this time, mommy's going to be busy. Is there anything you need right now? <laughs> no? Okay. All right. So I'm going to be busy from this time. This is what I'm doing. And so they're aware. So now they're doing whatever else it is that they need to do. But that, that came with practice. It wasn't something Absolutely. overnight. And that's the other thing, to know that even though you have these tips and tricks now, to know that it's still practiced, um it takes practice to, to, to master anything. Um, and we're not going to say that they're going to master being patient, but what we are going to say is they're going to try because now Absolutely. you have the tools and they are using their imagination and it's a beautiful combination. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so, for uh, Jamie, for the folks out there, tell them where they can go to purchase the book. Oh, they can go to Amazon. They can go to Amazon, um, Kindle. And once they go to the Kindle side, they can find Being Patient Can Be Fun by myself, Jamie Tavera. They can also um, go on my uh, website, jamietavera.com, and if they click on the link, it would um, send them straight there. So that would be uh, an easier way of doing it as well. Awesome, awesome. And, uh, Jamie, for the folks out here who want to, want to be able to reach out to you, connect with you, some folks might have some questions, um, all those good, great things, tell them how they can get in contact with you. They can get in contact with me through my um, email, uh, jamietavera26 um, at gmail.com. They can get in contact with me. Also, we have Joy Nation Mom. We uh, spoke briefly, um, mentioned it, I believe, briefly, Joy Nation Mom. It's just uh, it's um, a, a small, intimate um, mom's group that we have on Facebook, um, somewhat of a support group. I give a lot of information, a lot of uh, oh, um, tips and tricks. Um, so it's a private group, but then I also have the public Facebook page, so you'll see information there. Um, okay. And then we also are on um, Instagram as well, so that's under Donation Mom, so they can connect with me there. And I'm uh, actually going to be having a meet and greet, so I'm really excited about that. We haven't had one in a little bit, so I'm going to be planning for that hopefully for next month. And then I'm planning to have um, a vision board uh, events coming up um, for the new year. So I'll be excited about that. I am excited about that. Incredible. So you guys make sure you go and purchase Being Patient Can Be Fun and Jamie. I'm glad that you wrote this book. Um, as Like I said, as a first-time parent, we need these, uh, you know, these nuggets sometimes to help us, you know, keep our creative flow going when it comes to our children. So uh, I'm definitely glad that you have put this out there, and I hope that folks are able to uh, read it and apply it. And uh, you got any uh, final words or thoughts you want to share with the listeners out here? Well, I just want to say thank you so much for rocking with me this evening. (laughs) Absolutely, (laughs) my um, pleasure. Yeah, (laughs) I really appreciate it. And um, it was really exciting um, speaking with you. And um, no, just like with anything, um, patience does, it's a virtue, but it is really hard. And just with time, it's like a muscle. And, um, you know, once you start practicing it, 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 it definitely, like I said, can be fun. 
So true, so true. And uh, thank you so much uh, for your insight tonight, and I appreciate you coming on here. And I hope you'll come back again soon and chat with me. I would love that. Thank you so much for the invite. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. My pleasure. And uh, uh, you guys, make sure you go and check out Jamie Tavira. I will be putting her um, book link on uh, my Facebook page so you guys can go and purchase the book. And uh, so uh, I hope you have an incredible rest of your evening and weekend. And definitely want to thank you so much for coming on here and sharing with us. I thoroughly enjoyed having you. Yes, yes, please, and feel better. Feel better. I will. I will. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I'll be talking with you again soon, and you have a great night. You too. Awesome. Okay, good night. Right, Bye. Bye-bye. Good night. All right, you guys, that was Jamie Tavira. Make sure you go and check her out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all those great avenues. Be Patient Can Be Fun by Tammy, uh, ja- uh, Jamie, excuse me, Jamie Tavira, you guys. And so with that said, folks, We're going to get ready to get out of here. Um, I am Bianca Fly. Thank you guys so much for tuning in and supporting. And next week we're coming back with some more incredible folks. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, you guys have a great, safe weekend, all those great avenues. And uh, we will see you next time right here on the Beautiful Butterfly Show.